Hello, lovelies, and welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you once again, and we have a uh, really fun one in store for all of you today on the show, uh, because my guest this week is Shay Monet, uh, La Madre, or La Madre of <laughs> the United Kingdom over in TNT Extreme Wrestling, and uh, someone who is figuring very heavily into the upcoming UK debut of Effie's Big Gay Brunch. You know, of course, Effie's Big Gay Brunch UK is happening on May 12th over uh, in, in TNT Extreme Wrestling. Um, Shay and Effie have had a nice little simmering rivalry dating back to last year, along with Visage, who, of course, is Shay's partner in the United Kingdom. Um, but we had the chance to sit down with Shay ahead of the event and talk a bit about, you know, his journey in pro wrestling, you know, his place in the, the British wrestling scene, as well as some of the opportunities that he's gotten in recent years, you know, working with ICW out in Scotland and working with TNT Extreme and just seeing how his career has progressed during that time span, as well as looking at the general feel of the LGBTQ pro wrestling scene in that area of the world as well. So awesome chat. And we will definitely get to that here in just a second. But first, we have a huge moment in the uh, the annals of the podcast here because today, I know I talked about it last month. I talked about it launching last month, but we had to push it back for reasons. Um, but today, the Patreon for LGBT in the Ring launches. Yes, if you feel so moved as to support the show monetarily um, you can go to patreon.com slash lgbt ring pod the same as all of our social handles here and uh you can uh pledge and become a patron over there and, and you know we have a few different levels this is all of course a little bit in flux so we're trying to figure out exactly you know how things are looking initially and things might switch around there some benefits might go up some more tiers might go up who knows but we're keeping it very fluid right now but we have a few things up there right now we got a number of uh member benefits or patron benefits rather and of course like i said before um part of launching the patreon means that we are now going to be doing some bonus shows for said patreon and the people that decide to subscribe to the patreon now i have a few ideas for what those shows are going to be some of them are going to be extremely wrestling focused some of them will be partially wrestling focused some of them will have some relationship to wrestling but maybe not necessarily talking about wrestling on the shows I, i'm this is kind of like a place where i want to kind of explore see how y'all respond to the ideas that we put out there right now we i'm setting a, a schedule of maybe like one show a month just to kind of ramp up and not over strain myself um workload wise but we're definitely going to have some uh, fun and interesting stuff going up over there there's a, a few other benefits over there and of course like i said we might add some here and there just depending on you know how things are going you know i want to make this as um uh advantageous to all of the people that choose to support the show that way that being said, LGBT in the ring, this show specifically, as I said before, will always be free. 
So if you uh, don't uh, feel moved to uh, pledge over on Patreon or, you know, I understand how wallets can be tight at times um, for a lot of people. So, you know, just get out there and, and please share it on, on social media and um, continue to support the show with your with your listenership. We greatly, greatly appreciate that as well. We just wanted to throw on another way that the show can be supported now that we are independent and and completely separated from Vox Media and Outsports and SB Nation. So yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. I'm feeling a little nervous because you never know how these things are going to go and like that sort of thing. But that's all for, for me to feel. Right now, I just want to let all of you know that the option is there. Patreon.com slash LGBT ring pod. And uh, I'm ready to kick off a, a new part of this journey. It's it's scary, <laughs> but sometimes fear is good, right? Sometimes fear is good. As you'll see at the end of this interview here with Shea Monet. What's up, guys, gals, and non-binary pals? Welcome back to LGBT in the Ring. And I'm very, very pleased to have as my guest this week someone who has been making a name for himself over in Scotland and England and everywhere else in between in the UK British scene. Uh, someone who is going to be taking on a very formidable challenge coming up at Effie's Big Gay Brunch UK on May 12th. You've seen him at Insane Championship Wrestling. You've seen him at TNT Extreme Wrestling. Please welcome La Madre of the United Kingdom, Shay Monet. How are you doing today? I am very good. Um, so, as you said, La Madre, but I always say La Madre because I love people with the R's. The I can understand that. It gives it that um, almost Aristocats fever, um, shall we say that? <laughs> um, and plus, it sounds cooler than just calling yourself mum. So, yeah, <laughs> we've got to go with the Spanish version. I am not Spanish. However, today's show, I am. So, yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it. It's it's an, it's a really fun, like, you know, a lot in the queer community, we, we refer to, like, maternal, you know, we use mother a lot. And La Madre, yes. it, it it fits perfectly with the motif, and it has your own little unique twist on it, which there's a lot of little unique twists on, on Shea Monet in terms of character and, and in-ring presentation, which has uh, been very refreshing for me to see. I, I'll open this up by basically saying that, like, one of the main reasons why I've wanted to have you on the show for a while and... You know, obviously, Big Gay Brunch is, is a huge deal happening on May 12th, and that's a great reason to have you on, uh, being as you and a, a partner that we don't know as of yet will be taking on Bussy in some form at that show. Um, but, you know, um, back in 2021, mm -hmm. um, whenever or rather 2000 2020 rather because that's the the year that i that did the first like gwi 100 right and i remember whenever that i put that list out um you were quick to comment uh on me uh, on twitter about like you know the lack of scottish uh representation 
there yeah. and, and and the lack of you of, of british overall british representation on the list which you know there were there were some british names in that list but i and, and i fully admitted to you then and i will fully admit to you now like two years on three years on like i'm glad i'm i'm very very glad whenever people do that because it makes me put eyes on a scene that I hadn't already had eyes on or ex- give me a desire to explore it more. And in doing that, um, obviously I've, I've found so many other people beyond just the names that, that you know, pop out. People like Cassius or people like Visage that have been out there and very public and doing this for, for a while and that sort of thing. But much like we yes. have in America, there's so many people in the wrestling scene now that are part of the community that are making a name for themselves and it's yeah. it's amazing to see the depths that that the uk wrestling scene now has to the point that y'all are doing a rumble at the big gay brunch yeah i mean i don't want to take credit for it but the name <laughs> <laughs> take all the credit you can i mean 100 percent. i think um with Biggie Brunch, I think we can all kind of speak for ourselves. So in the UK in particular, um, it was very hard and still is very hard uh, because they put you in a box. Um, this is not for everyone. This is just, in general speaking, what happens currently, where we like it or not. Um, they put you in a box and it's kind of like a thing of, if we have one of you that's representing for a full community and it's like, no, nah, it doesn't work like that. Like, absolutely not. So I think the main thing that I'm excited for Big Gay Brunch the most is because it's gonna, there's not going to be one of us. It's not going to be two of us. There's going to be like 200 of us. Um, and I hope, and please to God, that all British promo- promoters either tune in or they come along and they buy a ticket as a fan and they watch the show and pick from that show that every single person will be different. Not that's the wrong word. They don't pick. You will see every single person will be different. Um, and they pick from that who they would like to bring on their shows. And if it's not me, then you're choosing the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> No, I like the confidence. I like I like the confidence. Uh, I think and that goes back to the 2020 thing too, because like I, I I want I want people in wrestling to feel like they can call me out on stuff. You know, yeah. that's that's part of my. I I'm not infallible as a reporter, right? I make mistakes here and there. What I I just want to ask you real quick, like kind of what were the motivations? Like, what were you feeling in that moment? Whenever you like called me out basically (laughs) (laughs) um firstly um the horns came out my head and I was like bitch (laughs) (laughs) I think at that moment I I was still so I still am kind of young I'm 25 so I'm midlife crisis um but at that time I was so young and I was so new so I think like all of us we're trying to kind of get our names out there and like every year everybody waits for that moment for the QWI 200 to come out so it's kind of like you're anticipating are you going to be on it and I might have not been on it at the time I called you out or I might have been saying about the lack of Scotland that but I think I've kind of taken the reins a bit so I was basically calling the situation out of the lack of talent and it's because I wanted to be like almost like 
mother of the house of gays or queers and stuff like that in Scotland and the UK. And years later, partly in the state, we have your granny's like Cassie as a massage her moving <laughs> on the side. <laughs> but I think I've still got a bit of fight in me left before I become grandmama. So um I'm kind of like trying to take on this role as not like locker room leader, but I feel like we needed someone who step up, who has that confidence, who has the the will to like speak out or speak up when needed and stuff like that. So um, the UK is always kind of sometimes forgotten about in situations. And not only has UK wrestling came up, but the queers of UK wrestling have started to come up. We're still getting there, but it's almost like, I feel like we're in a position right now where it was always like, it was give women a chance. And then I'm like, do I need to start like hashtag gives gay gay a chance? Because it's like, they're doing that thing of, let's pinpoint one of them on the card and we can call ourselves diverse. And it's like, no, we're all different. Like the way Visage wrestles is completely different from the way out. Actually, that's a lie. (laughs) 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 But like, for example, as a performer overall, um, me and Visage are completely different. Um, me and Cassie's are completely different. Uh, Visage and Cassie's are completely different. Uh, Priscilla is different from like your Adam Bolt and stuff like that. Like we all share something in common and is that we're, that we're all part of the LGBTQ community. However, that has nothing to do with wrestling. Like where there's performers. Um, I always say my motto on wrestling is um, that I am not a gay wrestler. I'm a wrestler who just so happens to be gay because what does sexuality have to do with my wrestling? Like, for all I know, like, Shane Monet has never came out and officially said, hey, guys, I'm gay. Like, I could just be overly flamboyant. However, I am gay in real life, so take it from it. But, like, no one technically can pinpoint it yet until I finally grab a mic and go, Shane Monet is gay. And this is this moment. Shame on his gay. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. If you don't already gay. know, I may or may not be gay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I can respect that, like that sort of like instinct of of you know stepping up for the community over there and making sure that people are noticing the growth that is happening there. Because like, you know, I I learned so many new amazing people from from just that initial thing and now keeping my eyes on that scene like watching people like adam bolt like jason joshua like camille hansen like um i mean i mean they're already well-known names but charlie morgan and jetta obviously two other big names out there that that are part of the community that are outstanding talents like it's just been i want to thank you for for turning my eyes onto onto that scene more because of that because like i i like broadening my horizons in that way and if you're not paying attention to what's going on over there with with the community um then you are sorely missing out for sure yes. Yes. i would like to thank you for putting me in top 100 <laughs> <laughs> you hey you earned that spot i didn't put you anywhere you earned that spot. i mean i'm gonna pat myself on the shoulder i will say back then when I was so young I feel like I was just potty mouthed like things might get said and it was like I didn't know wrestling etiquette yet I didn't know what was disrespectful and what was respectful so it was kind of hard and still nowadays like even though 
shame on a might be about queer representation stuff like I'm still educating myself there might not be there may be things in queer culture that I don't understand that I need explaining to me to do so this is why I'm looking forward to Big A Brunch because it's going to be like a variety and versatility of different personalities or different genders and stuff like that so I'm looking forward to them educating me and sharing my knowledge with them of what it is to become Jimoni. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that that's a part of the game, right? You never stop learning in these things, exactly. whether it be pro wrestling or whether it be about your own community. Like there's a lot of queer history that a lot of people don't know about. There's a lot of cultural aspects in, in different areas of the world that, that, people don't know about when it comes to the community and like you can only better yourself by continue by not thinking that you know everything already yeah exactly yeah. no that's really true um because again i could sit here and be like i'm the top queer talent in the uk and blah 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 no like i'm not saying that at all like the whole point of my game was just to showcase all of these new fresh faces um and show that we are completely different um whether that be gender and sexuality i don't think that matters i think it's all on what we do in the ring and what we leave in the ring um what we bring to the ring like it's completely different so i just wish um unfortunately it doesn't happen but i just wish um people thought a lot more about what you do in the wrestling side of things and less of who you are as an actual human being now obviously that stuff you know being that I, I'm in America, like I have a very like keen American lens on on the pro wrestling world, obviously just from being here. But you know, we've seen that that aspect that you just talked about about like um, people being broken out of these boxes, people being appreciated for talent over identity and that sort of thing. More so here on the independent scene in the U.S., we still have problems. Mm -hmm. Trust me, still got some problems problematic promotions out here that are that need to be dealt with and that sort of thing but it seems like that issue is is still a bit more prevalent in, in the uk scene so to speak why do you think that that hasn't developed not to compare like you know uk scene has to be like the american scene in that way but like what do you see as like the the obstacles that are present that's keeping that status um i won't say um I mean, I don't want to put them over too much, but I will say that the UK hasn't found its FA yet. Mm. So FA is basically like a pioneer right now of America and queer wrestling. And you see so many different names pop up um, that I'm familiar with, like The Runway. And then you'll see like F himself, you'll see Ali Catch, uh, Sheik. So like, I'm now educated on like them. However, we are still kind of looking for the Effie, whether it's me or not, where it's Visage, where it's Cassius. I think one of us just need to eventually step up and fight for our spot, essentially, um, which is what I do try um, at the moment. But I do feel like um, in the UK scene, a lot of the barriers, I don't know, I think fear, maybe. Hmm. Um, I, they don't know how audience will perceive us. Um, so... In my neck of the woods, um, I'm from Glasgow, so it's some of the areas are very rough, um, and there's people who run shows in these rough areas, and unfortunately, some feedback that I've had is we don't know how my fans will perceive you, and we have a duty of care to protect our fans, therefore we cannot offer you a spot on our show. So they're essentially saying, 
because I am gay and they are worried about their fans being homophobic, they cannot use me on their show no matter how talented I am. So, as you can imagine, that's not a nice thing to hear. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm pretty much at the stage now where I've done this for going on eight years or something now, seven, eight years. Um, do I think I'm a veteran level? Absolutely not. Do I think I've worked my arse off to now have an opinion and saying things? Yes. Especially when they are concerning me. When I, you would first start off, you didn't want to offend anyone. You didn't at this point disrespect anyone, so you brush it off. Nowadays, I have younger queer talent or even like queer talent older than me that maybe are looking to break through, who are reaching out to me and being like, what do I do in this situation? Um, so I think, you know, that I, I don't want to be the Effie of the UK wrestling because Effie is his own person and I am my own person. But we need a pioneer to step up and have a voice for the people of the UK to tear down these barriers, whether how small they are or how big they are. But I'm just sick of almost being a lot of the queer talent being misled or putting against certain boxes. They do this thing with queer talent where they think it's funny to put a women's championship on them. And it's like, is that a joke? It's f- fair enough that the person is up for that and they're getting like a title in their name and that, that's really cool. Um, however, like I'm like, I still identify as a man. So me taking a belt away from a woman, that's taking an opportunity away from not only a woman, but it's also, I feel like I'm disrespecting them because I'm winning the woman's belt. Like the only way I'd look into it more is if it was like fitting with like a storyline purpose or something like that. But like, for example, if they were like, hey, she, we're going to have you in a women's championship match. You're going to take the belt from them. But then again, I'm also then taking a spot away from what can be a woman's position, if that makes sense. So that could be a woman in that position wrestling for the title. However, I'm then taking their spot. So it's like a very, the, my brain functions in like two different ways. I see the for and against for both sides uh, of the spectrum. But it's, the UK scene is a very hard fight because I feel like a lot of them can, um, like they'll go, here's a woman for the show. Here's a gay for the show. Okay, that's that's done. Now we can book 20 head shows. We're going to do the exact same flippy shit. Sorry, my language. Same flippy stuff on a show. And it's like, I'm sorry, but if I wanted to come out and do all that flippy stuff, I could I could put on black trunks and go out there and put some knee pads and do the exact same thing, but I'm not gonna. Because the reason I do what I do is because number one, it's different, it makes me stand out. Number two, to push back against people who do discriminate against us or who do put us in a box. Like, it's weird, but recently I've heard um, a promotion basically say to me, don't worry, we have someone representing for you. Uh -uh. No, no, absolutely not. I represent for me the same way they represent for them. You telling me they represent for me, that's you going, they represent for the whole community, so we don't need you on our show. Absolutely not. Like, that, I'm sorry. You can eat the farts at Mars for that. <laughs> I don't blame you for having that reaction. I that would that would frustrate me to have someone tell me like, oh, you're represented because someone else from the community is on the show. Like yeah. that's just such a backhanded thing yeah. to say in that way. I am and another thing, like you bring up like the 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 promotion in, in Glasgow that 
you know, wouldn't book you because they were afraid their fans would be homophobic. That's that is that is having such little faith in your fan base and such little faith in you to be able to go out there and portray yourself in a way that still is able to connect with with the fan base. Like, yeah, they might they might be homophobic. They might do some shit. But then at that at that point, like you recognize the people that are toxic in that group yeah. instead of like labeling them all as potentially toxic in that way. That just, that just frustrates me to no end to hear that that was the attitude. Yeah. And it's kind of like if the promoter saying this, like preempting, this is how my fans are going to be with you. It's like, okay, so maybe you're the homophobic, maybe you're the one who's going to be sitting there saying all these homophobic slurs and all that to me. So it's like, if you're thinking it, that means you are it. Therefore, do I want to work for you then? Absolutely not. Like, save your pennies, um, enjoy your um, trunks and kick pads kind of guys. That's not even a thing to people, by the way. That is just me saying, like, you could throw a stone and hit 20 people that do a moonsault, which is fine. Moonsaults are cool. I can moonsault. So I'm kind of like, when they book these flippy guys and stuff like that, and they're saying to me, they don't have a spot for me, but they have all this, it's like, I could go and do flippy shit as well. So why why do you not trust me to go and do the same as them? Like, can't I have a normal match the same as them? Like, there's a lot of talented guys in the UK right now, like the likes of Leon Slater and Baz Black, and they all do this cool, like, flippy stuff, and they're very athletic, and they look like athletes. But, like, no one, I don't know why, but no one looks at me and goes, let's put Shame on AM with Leon Slater, let's put Shame on AM with Baz Black. The one company that I have... I, I will honestly stand by and say, we want you in the main event scene against guys like this, this TNT. And this is why they're running a big run show, because they understand what is going on. <laughs> Where do you think that understanding comes from? Um, well, Visage was obviously around TNT for a long time. Um, so Visage is very much, um, I would say, again, very pioneer-like, like um, Mudder. Um, figure uh, so they're going to look after you but they're also going to come with facts like if TNT were like oh let's do this and if it was going to offend someone or if their Visage had a better idea to represent the queer community and stuff like that then Visage is going to push back their fighter as well so they're going to tell what works best for the queer community they're going to tell you what's best for them um, so I guess you can say I mean, Visage are very alike. Maybe that's why we are the United Kingdom. Um, because we don't want victim like chicken chick gigs. Like, we want best of the best. We want you to bring queer, hetero, whichever you identify as. We want the best of the best matches. We're there to prove our mission is to prove we're not just a comedy act. We're not just there to put chits and giggles for people to have fun. And that sounds really bad. But I want people to walk away from my match as well and go, He's a fucking excellent wrestler. Like, character aside and all that, I want them to be like, Shane Monet can wrestle. Whether they, they want to say it in, Shane Monet can wrestle, Boots House Downs, oh, if they want to say it that way, they can. <laughs> but uh, me and Visage are basically like, trying to push away from the fact, like, gay people can be threatening as well. Like, we're no joke. Uh, just because our sexuality, I feel like we're looked upon and we're always the underdog and stuff like that. And it's like, absolutely not. Like, if you had the opportunity to watch myself versus Visage versus 
Effie. We beat the living shit each other. Yeah, you after did. it, uh-huh, we beat the absolute living crap after it. And after it, it was like, yeah, we done it. We enjoyed every second of it. We wouldn't change it for a thing. Straight up like that. And the people were literally commenting like, this is not me digging again. They were like, that should be the main event or this match was fucking awesome and stuff like that. And that was my TNT debut. Like, not only did I wrestle Visage, but Effie came over from America and we wrestled all in one. So it's like, I still say that's probably my best match ever. I had mm. an absolute fantastic time. Um, and kayfabe aside and stuff like that. I know I'm basically like great character, but I think that's pretty much shot queer wrestling up a lot in the UK. I feel like that's why you see a lot more because they looked at that match and went, absolutely, yes, let's get more, more on it. And the promoter of TNT, Jay, listens. He wants your ideas. He wants you to tell you what you want to do. So when we came up with the idea of Queer Invitational to showcase um, talent in the UK that are queers, and Adam Ball was the first challenge, right away you had people being like, bring Adam back. We want more Adam Ball and stuff like that. And I've known Adam Ball for quite a long time now. But we spoke just as COVID was hitting. Um, and we spoke ever since all the way up. And believe it or not, January was the first time we finally met. Mm. And it was that way, again, breaking kayfabe. But when you have a match with someone and instantly you just have the best in-ring chemistry, like right away, it's like you gel. Like, and it just goes to show not only was that two queer talents or whatever you want to say, like people want to say, oh, there's two gay guys wrestling, that's so cool and all that. No, that was two wrestlers out there who had a fucking belt of a match, full stop. Yeah. And that's Sorry, the point. <laughs> oh, no, you go off all you want. Trust me. No, but that's that's the point of it, though, right? It's about, like, you know, normalization. It's about being recognized for talent above above identity. Like, yes, all these different things are facets of, of who we are, but no one singular thing defines us. And we get to determine what that aspect is and how much of ourselves we want to put into that presentation you know like somebody like effie obviously effie um very much wears the 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 queerness on on his sleeve in the ring you know but like you know people like like you and visage and and i'll even throw some other names in there like you know harley hudson for sure Uh, someone that you know they are part of the community and yes sometimes it does come out in the ring a -hmm. bit you know, depending on the opponent, but it's not a, to a point where sexuality defines you. And I'm seeing more and more over the years as the numbers continue to grow and we see the acceptance continue to grow, more and more people breaking out of that that box, as, as you put it earlier, and understanding that they can put themselves out there and, and represent themselves in the ring in a way that is not just the, the kitschy, um, damaging even though they gave us rep- some form of representation back in the 80s and 90s characters uh, that wrestling has historically portrayed as queer code and that sort of thing, to the point now that we have a match between Pero and Big Damo on this show, which is yes. just 
wild Meat to me. slapping man. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that is that's gonna be very entertaining to watch. Like yes. It was kind of like it was kind of surprised to me, like a shock to the system. Um, because um I didn't know, I don't know the full ins and outs of the show because I want the element of surprise as well. Um, so when that was first announced, I was like, holy shit, like someone's gonna do better than me on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I am really looking forward to it. Like that's meat slapping men, big man on big man action. <laughs> like, God, yes, they're just gonna knock each other's heads off. Oh yeah. Like yeah. that's gonna be very solid. <laughs> and I'm going to be very entertained watching it. <laughs> you you brought up Visage earlier and you kind of referred to them as like a, a mother of sorts in, in the scene. Obviously, mm-hmm. you've been working a lot with Visage since coming to TNT last year. Um, you know, how important of a figure to you personally is Visage? Um so Visage um, and myself were pretty much like I thought so in wrestling there's always like this competitiveness and I thought at first like that's gonna be my competition like yeah I'm gonna need to do something better and then when Visage had initially uh, told me the idea of listen I think what we should do is turn on Effie because we're the fucking we're the queens of the UK why would we let America come over and take take over like this is not the Effie show like, I think the, the whole uh, story arc with me and Visage was we did not spend so many years trying to get give queers a chance for Effie to come over and take all the credit. Um, so when Visage said that to me, I was like, absolutely. And then we were like, we need a cool name and all that. And I was like, I've got you. I've got you. We're from United Kingdom. We just need to put our own spin on it. And then we created the United Kingdom. Uh, so Visage, I would actually say for someone, so wrestling is a profession to me, so from someone to go from your co-worker to a very close friend is amazing. The only way tag teams I say tend to work is if you have a personal connection with that person. Um, and I'd say me and Visage are very much open with each other. Um, we very much have an opinion on wrestling a lot so like we go back and forth whether it's just venting to each other or not but it's very much like we care so much about wrestling that we are here trying to change the game for everyone else so my understanding that I want to do is I want to break down so many barriers the people that come after me it's a cakewalk so they're going to be walking in like model runway and just get by keep going keep going keep going my job right now, Visage's job right now, is to take down those barriers so we get the harder part of it, which is fair. Um, but I very much spend more time with Visage, look up to Visage because they are just unapologetically themselves. Um, and that's an and out the ring. And it makes it so much better when someone's in the same wave- wavelength as in like with creativity and ideas and stuff like that. When you have that yin to your yang, it's it's just yelled so well. Um, so I'm just really looking forward to seeing where the United Kingdom goes. And no spoilers, but we're chatting about Visage coming out of retirement. 
So um, Visage currently obviously retired at Lacho, but they've been doing their management gig, which is completely fine. But the more popular the United Kingdom gets, the more likely Visage is going to have to put the boots back on. <laughs> uh, because also I'm really suffering, so I need <laughs> You need backup. You need I, help. I, I, do, I just need, like, someone to, like, when I'm in pain, to share that pain with me. So it's, like, 50-50 instead of 100. But we'll see 98% because Visage uh, will take something in that. Um, <laughs> but definitely it just helps overall when you meet someone and instantly have a personal connection with them. And that's Visage to me. It's, like... My big sister. Well, no, I'm the mum. That's the granny. <laughs> no, I, I, I've loved watching the the relationship, the the, the the interacting interactions and the dynamic between the two of you over the last like we're coming up on on a year now since this whole thing kind of popped off. And like yeah. it's just it's just been really cool to to see and and to see how that has translated into the opportunities that you that you've had with TNT. But um, obviously, I think where a lot of people know you from over the last couple of years is ICW there in, in Scotland, um, which, you know, at least in my purview as someone living on the West Coast of the U.S., ICW is kind of like the big promotion in terms of like Scottish pro wrestling. And correct me if I am wrong, but like that's that's the that's the the reputation that I pull from that. Talk to me about getting the chance to start working with ICW. Like, how did that come about for you? It was so weird. Like, so I had dislocated my knee, my left knee, and tore my meniscus. Mm. So I had to take time off to go for surgery. Um, so once that was all done, I was kind of recovering process, and then COVID hit. I was like, oh, well, that's great. That's more years out of the ring. And ICW were still permitted to do cold war tapings as long as um, there was social distancing and stuff that, like got involved and everyone followed the rules and there was only a certain amount of people allowed in the building and stuff like that. Um, and I just received a message from one of the promoters and he was like, hey, so just to let you know, we want to book you for this date. Can you do it? And at first I was like, I haven't wrestled in like three years, like two and a half years or something like that. So I was like, should I do this? Or should I just wait? Like, it was kind of like a back and forth, back and forth. But then I hadn't actually wrestled as Shane Monet yet either. So this was like full new identity coming into it. And I remember my first experience with them. Um, so I wrestled Ian Skinner. Um, don't know if you're familiar with him. Another name in Scotland. Somewhat, um, yes. Yes. So he was recently turning heel to join the Tory faction, uh, the cabinet, and uh, they were like, we want you to wrestle Ian Skinner. However, I thought it was just going to be like an enhancement match. Like I was coming over, coming in to help him um, pursue the rest of his story and stuff like that. And when I turned up, they were like, no, you're actually going to be given like a full entrance and stuff like that. And the match maybe like a 50-50 um and I was like oh, okay so they actually done like a full run through my entrance and stuff because I just wanted to be completely different um I actually remember backstage and I think it was Jack Jester I was speaking to and he said so what's your character nowadays and I was like I just want to be a filthy prostitute <laughs> 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 
that is exactly the words I said and he just didn't know what to say the first time he was just gobsmacked like okay and then I heard someone like there was this kind of tent we changed and I heard someone go you already are that and I was just like what the fuck <laughs> what was that um and being back like I felt like I was out of shape I wasn't ready and stuff like that and there was moments I'm constantly on the fence just like anybody else like where it's like is this worth it is it really worth it or should should I continue and stuff like that that was the best decision I ever made to continue because that just started what was my ICW career and again what you said it's the biggest promotion known in the whole of the UK um so that and then at the time WWE Network deal I was on the WWE Network like come on (laughs) and (laughs) I think someone so I think I believe it was Priscilla um who's also based in the UK I believe it was Priscilla who contacted me and was like you don't know if you know this but technically in speaking terms obviously you have like Sonya Deville and stuff like that but they were like in terms of character you're actually officially the first ever openly queer wrestler to portray a queer character on the WWE Network because the thing is with Sonya and that is she may be a lesbian or um, gay part of the LGBT community but she doesn't wrestle as the, like when she when you come out if she didn't tell me she was a lesbian I wouldn't know that that kind of thing yeah uh, so when Priscilla had told me that and they were like you basically just made history for the biggest promotion in the whole entire world of course I went on all my social medias and put that stuff up and I was like I hope it's sad reading this <laughs> but yeah that was the beginning of the journey and from there it just kind of took off like Again, I was constantly worried about am I going to be given the treatment of being the, the gay superstar on it, almost. Um, and you're constantly worried about what they're going to do with you. Or, um, risk. So I wanted to do more riskier storylines and material and stuff like that. Um, and then some people obviously were like, oh, I don't know, like, it's, it's a hard uh, world out there. Like, we don't want to get in trouble for it and stuff like that, which is fair enough. But at the end of the day, ICW have continued to use me and I've now almost been on like in the, in the past three, four shows. I think I've been on all their big pay-per-view shows. Um, so, I mean, I'm clearly doing something right. I would I would definitely agree with you on that. Um, it's been it's been awesome to see. And like, yeah, like that that moment with the WWE Network, I can imagine that was a uh, a very surreal thing to to learn about yourself. Um, even yeah. persuaded me by the WWE network. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, if you're gonna need, if you're gonna have a reason, watching yourself make history on the WWE network, that's a good reason. Exactly, and then I can go back and watch all the Divas Battle Royals and stuff like that afterwards. But there you go. That was the main thing. It was just like um, I was like, oh shit, I actually need to buy the. WWE Network now um, and then see myself on it like you could type in my name and I'm like here I think that was like the surreal moment of this is cool like I'm into this um, because it's not every day um, you get to, to see it and then when ICW sometimes they put like a preview footage or like a poster or something like that um, being shown on these posters on the WWE Network and even across like social media like I still get nervous and excited like a kid when I see like posters that have been tagged in and stuff like that because it's just so unique like it's 
I guess it's like a childhood dream where you're sitting there being like, one day that's going to be me, one day that's going to be me, and you're kind of pointing at everything. I guess it's still a big moment for just being able to, because the reason I believe people put you on a poster is because you're a draw, so you're what people want to see. So if it's true and people want to see me, then thank you so very fucking much. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's awesome. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to LGBT in the Ring. We're just going to take a quick break here to let you know uh, ways that you can support the show. First off, if you would like to support the show, we are on Patreon now. Patreon.com slash LGBT Ring Pod. Multiple tiers there for everyone that feels so moved to support this show. We've got numerous uh patron benefits over there uh, including bonus shows that are going to be coming out on monthly uh, round table of those sort of things so uh, definitely go over and check us out uh, again patreon.com slash lgbt ring pod every single dollar that is uh, pledged there to support the show is very very humbling and we thank you we also have a, a merch store over on Brainbuster Tees. Go to brainbustertees.com and search LGBT in the ring. Uh, you got t-shirts, tank tops, all kinds of good stuff. And, you know, always looking at some new things as well. But uh, definitely check us out on Brainbuster Tees there as well. You can follow the show on social media as well. We're everywhere um, that we have accounts. We're at LGBT Ring Pod. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, co-host, <laughs> Mastodon, whatever. We're there. Uh, so follow the show there. You can follow me at WonderboyOTM on uh, Twitter and Instagram as well. We also want to give a huge thank you to Sarah and the Safe Word for the show's theme, Formula 666, from the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band, or you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp. Another great way to support the show uh, is over at independentwrestling.tv. Check out IWTV for the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, including live events from top independent promotions worldwide. You can use our code LGBTRingPod or visit uh, the URL, tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT. And uh, whenever you, uh, as long as you use that code to open your account and keep that active, we get a kickback from IWTV. So your subscription to watch all the great wrestling that we talk about on this show goes to support the show as well. Thumbs up there. Of course, if you want to read more of my pro wrestling writing, you can check out outsports.com. And if you are into video games, I also co-host a video game news uh, Twitch stream every Monday at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. It's called the Mr. Video Game Super Show. Um, I co-host that with uh, two dear friends and Twitch streamers, uh, Slacker Kite and Lady Merwin. Um, just run through the, the week's gaming news or we throw on a game and play and just have fun and be dumb. It's it's great. But uh, you can check that out every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over at twitch.tv slash deadsunentertainment, sun like the star. With that said, let's get back to the show. I want to I want to ask you a bit because like obviously like 
outside of of the UK and in, in, in that region, like a lot of the wrestling style uh, can be kind of boiled down to this idea of like Brit rest, right? That that mm-hmm. a lot of people in America have and that sort of thing. But I want to ask you specifically, since you know you're you're from Scotland, you live in Glasgow. Um, what are how would you describe the difference between like what we see in like English based promotions like TNT, like uh, a Rev Pro or or a Progress versus ICW? Like what what are the differences between Scottish independent wrestling and English independent wrestling? Scottish um, a lot more slang. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot more words uh, used that are very highly offensive. <laughs> <laughs> But I'd say um, the difference is with ICW is they're sort of starting to expand. Um, So I'm currently working on bringing my United Kingdom tag partner in with me uh, to ICW. Um, As Visages say, it'll work. Yes. (laughs) And also Visages may teach me like D-Lingual 101 as well. So... so I think the difference is, unfortunately, a lot of the UK promotions were impacted a lot more um, with COVID. So in Scotland, we don't have as much promotions as we did before. However, a lot of people are starting to create new promotions and stuff like that, which is cool. Um, uh, with England promotions, so I'm, I'm quite lonely up in Scotland. The reason being is because there's only a few of us who are part of the LGBT community. LGBTQ community and even that, that like the guys are just coming up making their name like we currently have um a boy Drew Mercury who is recently I think he's just been made his debut maybe like a year or something ago um who hopefully may be popping up in Big Gate Brunch um no spoilers but basically Drew is the perfect example of someone who is just here to wrestle he doesn't need all the theatrics and makeup and stuff he it just does what he does as a wrestler. He's very talented, so I hope people jump on him. Um, that was me just shouting him out. Uh, with England, I definitely think they have a bigger scene at the moment. Uh, the issue is, for me being up in the UK, is there's so many talented young queer wrestlers down in England, so it's like, why would you pay to have me come down to England when you can have your local talent queer or something like that, which is fair enough. But again, this comes down to the whole, like, we're not the same type thing. Um, but, like, I do feel like in a way, like, this, I'm going to use, like, a drag race term. Like, I do think I'm, like, the Sasha Kobe of British wrestling. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's very much, I think I'm starting to kind of, mature in a way as well because I, I do realise I have a lot on my shoulders because people are kind of relying on me not to protect them as such but be the voice of the people um for the queer community um, who are maybe shy or a bit timid or don't want to say um, so I'd say the difference is with England is they have a much bigger scene right now in terms of wrestling and uh, like there's a lot of queer people um, who maybe live like in the same neck of the woods so it would be good. That's why I'm looking forward to Big Gay Brunch because I can't wait to build new relationships with people who I maybe only spoke to through messages or um, for the phone and stuff like that. Like, there's so many people that are going to be featured on it that have spoken to me or maybe asked for advice or maybe advice and vice versa. 
I just can't wait to like see and it feels like a family already it's like people you you've never met but you feel like you know them because how much of a bond they are but I just hope even though there's a smaller scene up in the UK we do have ICW which is obviously the biggest one in the whole entire UK but it still doesn't take away from the fact all the smaller fun shows like the family shows and stuff like that like every show to me is important like I'm going to give 110 regardless of what show I'm on like I'm bringing Shea Monet to every single show I'm not bringing just Shea or I'm not bringing just Monet I'm bringing the whole bunch I'm bringing the whole crew um, and if I can keep vouching for well and putting other talent over for Scotland to use and I hope that happens down England I'm sure this ad goes with a lot but I hope Scotland uh, continue to expand their scene and I hope England um, continue doing what they're doing but take more of a chance on queer performance. Mm. I mean that's definitely always a, a, a goal to have I think like you want to keep seeing the the spread and the expansion in that way. And, and that kind of leads me to my next question for you, because like one of the, another way that we've seen that here in the States, I hate that I keep making this comparison between the two regions, but yeah, is that, you know, we've had a number of promotions here that have now like queer leadership or queer, queer founders and that sort of thing, or people in like the position of, um, you know, production or creative on shows that are part of the community as well. And I, I know that's not as prevalent in, in the UK right now, just from my own knowledge, but I know there's, there is one full force, which, you know, you've had like a handful of matches there with, with hotshot Joey Scott as the, as the owner of that company. Like yeah. How important, how important is it to have a company like full force that does have, queer ownership and queer leadership outside of just the people that are in the ring? Joey Scott is like a hidden gem. I feel like he doesn't get enough credit for what he brings. Not only is he bringing a, a promotion owned by a queer performer, but he's just like a bundle of athleticism. Um, it goes down to that thing again of like, Joey Scott does not portray, like if he was to come out and not announce his sexuality, People wouldn't judge him and think like, oh, he's gay or whatever like that because he's just coming out as a performer and putting on a show. Um, I've had the chance and experience to wrestle for Phil Force before um, against Jason Joshua. Um, and it was a great match. And the crowd were, see for being like a family show, the crowd are very hype, very into it. Like I can remember Joey apologizing a lot and being like, so sorry like normally we do better crowds than that and I was like who are you apologizing for like they were completely fine like if not they were great like they were just into the show show like even if they maybe he didn't get every seat filled that he wanted to it's kind of like stop beating yourself up like you put on more than enough shows you bring in an audience that come to watch it clearly you're doing something right so stop putting too much pressure on yourself and focus on building your shows but also building yourself, get yourself out there more. Like, I feel like he's comfortable in his promotion and he still gets bookings outside of it. But I feel like Joey, again, is one who needs to be seen a lot more. Whether he wants that or not is completely up to him. However, like, expand outside your promotion now because the problem is with uh, Phil Porter, it is a bit away, so I can understand why I'm not bringing me down for every show and stuff like that, which is 
there, but like we have good representation on it. Jason Joshua is also another hidden gem. It's like, I just want to shake these boys and be like, you don't credit yourself enough than what you actually are doing. You are both fantastic performers, but you're also representing on that side of the fence, almost like on that one, try to think on that side of the land. So I think having a company like Full Force is an exceptional idea. And I really hope that Joey would even consider running like a LGBTQ show because I think it would do wonders for if people were around that area and it would definitely do him wonders as well. So, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I would love to see that, if not just for the fact that I want to see more, like, Pride shows, you know? Yes. Like, because, like, that, that is another thing that's been really interesting to watch with, with the UK scene is, like, you know, last year we had a, a number of those shows that, that popped up for the first time. Obviously, like, the PCW show where yeah. Priscilla won the title, which was amazing. Um, you know, I my everything just ran out of my brain i know there were other shows that happened <laughs> but like yeah. um like what do you feel like the the increasing presence of those types of shows are kind of how how are they helping to normalize the community to other promoters in that way and how have they helped you because i know that you you've participated in at least one of those um so i would say so at first when i i was quite early in wrestling um when i was nervous about sexuality and stuff like i didn't want to be speaking about it too much because i was scared that it would affect my bookings and that's really bad um but nowadays it's like no why am i quiet about it like absolutely not like it's kind of like i will not be silenced um at this point um i think the show itself at first i was kind of like we're promoting segregation doing this. I see why people are doing it, but nowadays with the lack of opportunity that people get, or like I said, just there to fill a spot for a comedy match and or to say they're diverse stuff, I think they've proven why we decide to do LGBTQ shows or pride shows, etc. because there's so many talent that are not used for whichever reason. I hope it's not due to sexuality, but like I said, again, the promoter up in the UK I mean, technically, in a low-key way, he was basically saying, yeah, like, my fans are homophobic. I'm homophobic, so therefore I'm not going to use him. Like, that's kind of what it was. So when I think about that, I'm like, no wonder LGBTQ plus decide to run their own shows because they're not given opportunities with shows like this because you think it's, like, a good idea to make fun of them almost or be homophobic against them. And I was fortunate enough that I had debuted and PCW uh, for Pride of the Ring um, against another She. Uh, <laughs> so I wrestled She Purser. Yes. And we were, so when we had were going through everything, uh, we kind of looked at all the other matches and we heard bits of Bob's and or we're chanting about other matches and we mostly heard, it's unfortunate because again, this is not me digging anyone, but a lot of the other matches were comedic like we were being like oh we can do this funny thing oh it's, it's, it's funny i mean she were like so we would know what we we're doing and it's we're doing no comedy whatsoever we are mm-hmm. going to go in and put on a match and remember i believe it was a more who said 
apologies if the, the crowd aren't really into it. It's, it's not really a wrestling crowd. And it was kind of like, oh, okay, okay, that's fine. Like, that's fine. And me and she went out and we were mid during our match and they started chanting, this is awesome. <laughs> so clearly me and she done something right. Um, and again, she purser is a hidden gem. People forget that he wrestles just because he's doing his twitch thing and all that. Like it, that boy is full of talent. And it's just like, these names should be used and they are not being used. Therefore, people need to expand their horizon and reach out to these performers and book them. Don't book them because they are gay, book them because they can fucking wrestle. Full stop, like period. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're spot on there. Like, because I, you know, like obviously Shay in, in Attack like had a, a amazing run there and in, in, in yeah. the story that he had there. And then, you know, coming to Dallas last year for the big gay brunch during Mania Weekend was like he's he was part of like I mean honestly everybody in that scramble match had their own moments where they kind of stole the stage a bit but like Shay all Shay had to do was lay on the ground and yell enter my guard and he got the entire <laughs> like building erupting for it. Like Shay yeah Shay understands this stuff and yeah Shay doesn't wrestle as as much as as he used to and that is a damn shame like people need to have these opportunities there and and you know such as like what happened with with pride in the ring like people are going to create opportunities for themselves you know it's the same thing like the, the, the argument that you talk about like you know people talking about oh well this is like segregation or whatever like no it's the same reason why pro wrestling eve exists it's the same yeah. reason why you know we have shows like here in the states like for the culture um and you have shows that are meant to the highlight um you know people of marginalized identities whether it be across like race gender or or, or sexual orientation in okay. that way that like you have to have spaces for these people to to cultivate themselves or they're going to go out and build something that is going to usurp you yeah yeah exactly exactly no, no you're completely right like you're hitting on the head and it's again she got a great opportunity like he came over to dallas and wrestled in like a big brunch and it's kind of like, I hope a show will also give performers, or maybe Effie will decide to bring some of the UK talent, some more over to America, because uh, I think it'd be a great opportunity for them as well. Um, Shane Monet is already in talks with American promotions. So <laughs> like, I'm yeah. very, very glad to hear that. I was, no was going to be a question I was going to ask you. <laughs> No spoilers, but uh, let's just say I may be making my American debut pretty soon. Uh, so you'll have to keep a note of that. But it's just like, at this point, like Pride of the Ring 2 is happening. Um, and I'm a butt hurt that I'm not uh, on it or not going to be a part of it. No, because if you look at the, the current people on it, it's all fresh faces who are part of the LGBTQ community. Therefore, I'm like, okay, I done my part. She person done his part. Priscilla done her part. Like we kind of, oh, how do I explain it? We started it off so that these people can run with it now. This is their show. Take your moment and make every moment count. Because I hate to say this, 
but you don't know when those moments are going to run out. Touch wood, but anything can happen. So make every moment count that you just do, where it's comedy, where it's serious, where you're being a cherry cherry. Do everything at 110 because you don't know when those moments, whatever you're taking away from you. No, it's it's a good kind of idea to live by. You know, you you want to leave all of yourself out there whenever whenever you finally don't have the chance to do it anymore. So no, and, and like and like you said, it's awesome to see that like there are so many new names that are popping up uh in the scene there and that are gonna that are gonna be taking that place. That's that's always the the um I guess the the both the 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 peril and the benefit of being the the trailblazer in a way, right? You know, it's like you go through the shit so that the people don't have to deal with the shit afterwards. And we're seeing more and more of that occur now. You know, I love seeing yeah. name, you know, people like like Riley, the the uh NBF, like Tyler Adams, like so many other people that are that are popping up now and and starting to make a name for themselves in, yeah. in this world. It's just really awesome to see. Yeah, the UK has like such a hidden scene. It's like a rainbow cave almost. Um <laughs> there's so many different people where it's like I want them to look at that like again I don't think I'm any fucking god or anything like that to them but I just want to protect them and do them proud like I want to look at 10 years down the line I want to look at two young queer performers in the right angle to shape our so like when we get married of course <laughs> 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 I want to look at like two people in the ring and be like that was us like that was us 10 years ago and stuff like that like that is my main thing um I want to make queer wrestling normalize and it doesn't mean that we have to be in every single show it does not mean that we have to wrestle each other like put us in with best of the best like you're gonna bring over these pro imports from WWE and all that okay cool why can't one of us wrestle them like why not but again we're not asking for all opportunity we're just asking to be given a chance really and if you don't like what you see, then well, at least you tried. But yeah. again, with it being too sentimental and stuff, because I want to keep this interview fun and funky, um, I think the main thing is, is like, wrestle every match that gets your last, because you never know what can happen. Like, currently I'm injured um, due to unfortunate events. Um, I have nerve damage, but I'm like, I have Big Gabe Brunson. I don't have time to be fucking about anymore. And it's it's a reality check of time to get healthy, time to start actually treating my body the way it deserves to be treated. Like, wrestling's no joke. It, it hurts. You're in pain. You're putting your body on the line so so many people can get entertained. And I wouldn't change it for the moment. 100% no. Oh, I love the attitude. And... And you know it is it is a a bummer that you're that you're dealing with with nerve damage, obviously. But you know, like it just speaks to the passion that so many of us see from the people that choose to be involved in this in this world and uh, and choose to step between those ropes. So I, I commend you for that, yeah. as well I, as so just, many other people. I just remember Visage when Visage was retiring originally and. 
I almost started crying. I was like, I barely know you, and you're in the crying. They were like, This is me passing the torch to you. They're like, mm. I, I, they done a bit, but they're like, You can do more. Here you go. Go make me proud. And it's very much like seeing all this facade is kind of like men tempted to come back because they're they're seeing everything change and facade is like, yes, like I want to come back at this moment, like this is the right moment. Like I want to wrestle more queer talents and stuff like that. And I just hope it continues to change. Um but like just with wrestling, it's like stop playing wrestler, stop being in it for the drama and stuff like that like this is a job this is professional I take that this is my life this is what I want to do like if I got offered a contract you think I'm not going to say yeah like what the fuck this is what I want to do and I think so many other people are the same but they get linked in with the wrong crowd sometimes or they get linked in with the, the wrong shit or maybe they see something wrong it's like just protect yourselves be yourselves keep yourself under the radar and do what you have to do to make a fucking scene and be memorable yeah periods that's <laughs> that's where that's, that's the ending point there i love it now uh shay we start to wind down a little bit here like i've thoroughly enjoyed sitting there and talking to you a little bit but i i tend to like to end interviews on on a fun one Right. And I think the perfect fun one is uh, for, for this little interaction kind of started from when we were talking off the air before we hopped on here. I need to know what where does this crush on Michael Myers come from for you? <laughs> mm, um, sounds psycho. Um, <laughs> Um, I don't know, like, Halloween was one of the first ever films I watched, the original Halloween, uh, with Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, was one of the first original ones that, uh, horror movie I saw full stop, um, and I've just kept up from the series, even the, the awful ones, like, Halloween, uh, it's not H2O, what is the one with Tyra Banks and that? Oh, that's a Resurrection. Oh, God, awful. Yeah. But... <laughs> I'm just going to watch so it. Bad. And then people always question it and they go, did he take off the mask? Like, is that why you fancy him? And I'm like, no, he keeps the mask on. That's part <laughs> of the so I feel like I should maybe make a date profile and put that like, thanks Michael Myers or something like that. I don't know. But like, I think, I feel like I need to get like an inspired gear by him because I'm constantly telling everybody like, I'm in love with this man. I'm in love with this man. Um, I think it was Adam Bolt actually who was like talking to me one time and he was like, Yeah, I have all the traits of Michael Myers. And I went, Nice try. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> Ad- Adam boy. might not, but there is someone coming over for Big A Brunch that does. Like, if there is a Michael Myers of queer pro wrestling, I know he's 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 married, but Paro, <laughs> Paro is the fucking Michael Myers of, of professional wrestling. In, in this in this world so i don't know there's somebody coming over that that maybe fits the profile a bit better <laughs> you will see me tied around his leg <laughs> his entrance. and i was just getting dragged out. like i don't even think like i don't i think michael myers would probably murder me like normally the dumb slut goes far so <laughs> um so i i generally think um i would be the first victim but unapologetically 
There you go. Maybe you I haven't just need to play Michael Myers. Maybe that's you haven't fallen on the way out. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Wait, this is a note to everyone watching. Auditions for Michael Myers is available now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, God. Shay, this has been really really fun and really really eye-opening honestly and I, I thank you for taking the time to sit down and, and chat with me today let everybody know where they can find you online and where they can uh catch the uk debut of the big gay brunch so you will find me on all social media platforms facebook you can just search shame money and i should appear um if i don't then it make infringement um Instagram, you can find me at underscore Shamoni underscore, where you can follow my lovely profile. Uh, Twitter, you can find me on Shamoni UK as my Twitter handle. I believe if it's not, then uh-huh, good luck. Um, and you will be able to catch my deep brunch on Friday, May 12th at Blackpool. Hang your name. Make sure you stay tuned because. I might be there if I'm not crippled, but there will be people there doing gay things. <laughs> gay shit. That's what I think I was going to say. Hashtag gay shit. Um, but let's just say uh, it will be a surprise and I'm going to let you wait and find out for that. Mm, love a good surprise. <laughs> Thank you, Shay. <laughs> Thank you so much. My thanks once again to Shay for coming on the show and chatting about uh, Effie's Big Gay Brunch UK and you know his experiences in the Scottish indie scene, the English indie scene, and just you know sharing a bit of his story. You know, like I said at the beginning of, of that interview, like in, at the end of in December 2020, whenever you know I put out the first 100 list, uh, the unranked one, right, like. Shay was there to to let me know where my blind spots were. And I can't state enough how appreciative I am of, of him using his voice to point my view in the direction that I needed to be to recognize talents there and to broaden my scope even further. You know, I thought I was already fairly learned outside of the United States, but clearly, um, you know, that's a folly. <laughs> it's always a folly to think that you know as much as you need to know, obviously. So that being said, Shay was great. And check out uh, the UK debut of, F- of Effie's Big Gay Brunch over uh, on May 12th. If you get tickets, they're still out there and available. Go check out the Rumble. You get so much good stuff over there. Thrussy's going to be there. Paro and Big Demo are going to be throwing down. It's just freaking wild and hopefully the uh the vod will be hitting pro wrestling tv at some point here uh in the near future because uh that's a show that i'm excited to to get my eyes on whenever i can um with that um i will say uh, goodbye for this week but before we go i will once again not to be heavy-handed with this it's just it's the first day and i'm excited and frightened and nervous and anxious and bubbling over um, with joy that we finally have taken the step to open up a Patreon. So if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash LGBT ring pod. Once again, uh, just hop on over there and, uh, show us some love. Um, if not that way, share it around, 
spread the word. We're out here and we're not stopping for anything. We're coming up on episode 200. That's another wild thing that I can't get into talking about right now or I'll go off for another 10 minutes and that's not what we do when the outro is here. So I will say goodbye. Uh, but until then, until we next meet, y'all stay messy. Wash your hands, wear your mask, get vaccinated and boosted if at all possible. Same goes for monkeypox. And happy birthday, Sandra Moon. Six, six, six.